Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Chris Markowski, your watchdog on Wall Street. And this is watchdog on Wall Street money minute. Well, um, what is the old 19... 19- 84. War is peace. Peace is war. Redefining language. Uh, redefining what words mean. Um, immigration groups, pro-immigration groups, pro-amnesty groups, La Raza, all these groups out there are now claiming that the word illegal is as offensive as the, well, the N-word. The F word for gays. Yes, that's right. Um, the word illegal to them, they still, well, they're, they're claiming it now. They're, they're saying, you are not allowed to say the word illegal. Boy, the old Genesis song with Phil Collins back there, illegal alien. Oh, that, you can't sing that. Can't play that song on the radio anymore, can we? We've lost our minds. Watchdogonwallstreet.com. Welcome. The world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a linguist. no idea. <laughs> I, love I didn't that. know you were, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? You must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy play guitar. Jeff. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Welcome to a special edition of the world-famous Cheeky Checkwire Radio Program, coast-to-coast and border-to-border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty. Stitcher, the brand-new Cheeky Checkwire app, available in the app stores, JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live, 24-7 replay, exclusive news and programming information, all available on our app, JiggyJaguar.us. We've got some special interviews we're going to be playing today. We chatted with... Uh, some of the Kansas City Comic Con folks fairly recently. Great interviews. And uh, we are going to be chatting with a lot of the guests you're going to see at the Kansas City Comic Con that you did see at the Kansas City Comic Con. Coming up right now here on this special action-packed edition of our program. This call okay, is now yeah, being yeah. recorded. Well, uh, as, as, as we were talking before we, uh, before we lost you there, and I know I, I always... I always hate on technology. I always say, why can't we go back to the typewriter? Um, <laughs> uh, you, you were talking about social media. You were saying you were kind of a dinosaur when it comes to social media. Go ahead and finish your point there, my oh, friend. I am a bit of a dinosaur when it comes to social media. I, you know, I haven't, uh, I've never done the MySpace thing and not, and I haven't jumped into Twitter or Instagram or anything like that. So I, I am a little bit of a, a tough guy to catch in the social media. Unfortunately, at this point, if I'm on a small screen or big screen, you can catch me there. But, uh, yeah, I don't really have any other outlets uh, at, at, at this point. But so hopefully at some point soon I'll, I'll jump in. 
Um, as far as uh, upcoming TV or, or film work, I've got a uh, I've got a small part in uh, American Housewife, which is a new ABC comedy coming out uh, this fall. I believe it airs October 11th, and uh, it's a recurring part. And they're just kind of get they're getting going on the uh, shooting of new episodes. So I'm hoping to be involved with that more. And then you know it's auditioning, and it's just kind of seeing where the wind blows as an actor. It's a bit of a bit of a crazy profession. It's up, it's down, and you know I love it. Uh, my wife is 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 awesome, and she kind of rolls with it too. So. We don't know where the next job is coming from. We just kind of keep our fingers crossed and keep a smile on, you know. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you this weekend out at the Comic-Con, and uh, we will definitely see you this weekend. Thanks for being with us today. Absolutely. Look forward to it. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Definitely. Well, have yourself a good weekend, brother. We'll, we'll see you at the Comic-Con. Thanks. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks so much. Take care. Okay. Definitely. Bye-bye. Thank you. call is now being recorded. Back here on the World Famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Program, Jeremy Howard with us today. And, of course, uh, Jeremy is going to be part of the Kansas City Comic Con coming up this weekend in Kansas City. And uh, looking forward to chatting with him uh, today on our broadcast. Now, um, Jeremy, tell me a little bit about your film background because you've been in, you've been in a lot of movies. Tell, tell me when – about your first movie and when you got started. I believe that was The Cure in 95? Yeah, yeah. My uh, I, Well, my parents were character actors when I was growing up, so it was kind of an easy transition in when I said I wanted to kind of, you know, give it a shot. But, uh, yeah, I grew up doing commercials. The first uh, movie I did, I think, was, yeah, The Cure. And uh, just after high school, you know, I did commercials through high school and uh, maybe a couple tiny bit parts. And then, uh, yeah, after high school, just didn't really know what else to to do, didn't want to sit in an office all day, and uh, acting seemed like it was a pretty good fit, and uh, just kind of, yeah, got 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 lucky, I suppose, and uh, kept getting some some jobs, and I'm kind of still in that boat today, so <laughs> it worked out. Well, uh, you 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 you've been in some some big movies. You were in Men in Black Two. Uh, you were in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Tell me a little bit about some of these parts and uh, and and some some of your time in these movies. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, well, let's see. Uh, yeah, right, right, right when I was about to graduate high school, I, I, I got Galaxy Quest and The Grinch. And, uh, you know, you, you, you take some of those uh, for granted when you're young. Of course, as you get older, I look back and go, my gosh, I was real fortunate to hook into such cool, cool projects at the time. Um, yeah, and then Men in Black 2, and uh, I also played some, some ghosts in Haunted Mansion. Those came about. Uh, Rick Baker did the makeup on... Uh, on the Grinch, and he's you know won Academy Awards for like Werewolf in Paris, and uh, actually the Grinch he won for I believe as well. Uh, he's a makeup guru. He he loved my long neck, so he wanted to bring me in on some of those projects. And then other things just kind of came about uh, just through the standard auditioning process. Uh, the same lady who cast me in a small part in uh, Catch Me If You Can uh, had cast me in Galaxy Quest, and then she cast me in uh, Ninja Turtles. Uh, you know a few years later, and uh, yeah, you know it's. I have a great time doing it. It's really a lot of fun. The people that you meet in this business are uh, really just great folks I, that I've found anyway. And uh, really, just, I, I love it. I enjoy doing it. I'd love to, you know, want to do it till I'm 85. We've got Jeremy Howard with us today. He's going to be part of the Kansas City Comic Con coming up this weekend in Kansas City at Martell Hall. And uh, he joins us today here on our broadcast. And uh, 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is uh one of one of the big movies that you're that you're in here. Uh, tell, tell me about working with the Turtles movies and uh, being involved with such an iconic franchise. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, listen, I I grew up adoring the Ninja Turtles. Uh, my my parents took me to see that in 1990. The you know the first the original one that. Uh, that came out in theaters uh, with the old suits, and uh, from then on, I had all the toys. I wore a mask. I ran around. You know, I think the time we were living in an apartment complex, and I had a broomstick and ran around pretending I was a turtle. And uh, from the broomstick, I'm thinking that was Donatello. So kind of a, a bit fortuitous. So you know, fast forward to, you know, when I'm you know 30 some years old, and then I get the part of playing you know a uh, childhood uh, hero like that. It was it was surreal but amazing because you kind of it takes you back it takes you back to those those early childhood feelings of just I, I love I love the turtles so much and then to meet all the young fans now that are growing up with it with the the Nickelodeon cartoon series and then now of course uh, you know the Paramount films uh, that we've been doing uh, it, it's it's an amazing uh, it's been an amazing journey and just to be a part of that world again it, it yeah, again it brings back those kid feelings I love it people love uh, love the turtles and I, I you know people ask me you know what is it about it that 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 makes them stick this long and I think. We've kind of identified it as all four turtles have different personalities, and they make the perfect uh, specimen, you know, together as one when they work as a team. And people identify individually with each one, uh, you know, the sort of the uh, the the I guess quote unquote nerd folk tend to identify with Donatello the most, and that's <laughs> the one I identify with. I'm kind of a bit of a nerd myself, and uh, um, so you know, everybody connects with it in a different way, and uh, it's it's. It's been a pleasure to be a part of, and again, just because uh, the majority of that of that uh, the joy comes from meeting the fans. And I've been to a few of these cons now, and I, I you know, I try to take as much time as I can with with each person who comes up and and you know appreciates uh, some some part of the work that I've been lucky enough to be involved with. But certainly, uh, turtle fans, uh, I especially love love hearing their stories and you know where they. Where they started with their, uh, with their, you know, most people are kind of obsessed with them. Where they started with their obsession with turtles and how they got going, and um, you really try and, you know, fig- find out where people are from, what they do, and in, in their lives. And I, I love that. I love interacting with them. So these, uh, yeah, these, these, these comic things are are fantastic. I love it. This is like the third or fourth one that I've done, and I, I would love to do more. I think I'm going to New Hampshire next month. I was in Kentucky, uh, Tennessee last month. Um, I I love it. So you know, any fans that are out there want to come out and say hi. Um, I I love saying hello and, and meeting and see what see what people are about. So yeah, this is just great. I'm looking forward to this weekend so much. Well, I I, I definitely am looking forward to uh, to talking with you this weekend. Uh, we're going to be out. Yeah, you're going to be there. Some TV. Oh yeah, we're going to be covering oh, the event. So I'm I'm hoping oh, maybe awesome. uh, okay, great. we could squeeze five or six minutes out of you for TV. Uh, of course, this, this, of course. This weekend, and uh, before Absolutely. we let you go, um, what, what do you have coming up as, as far as uh, movies, and uh, how do people get in touch with you if they want to get a hold of you on social media? Oh, I appreciate that. You know, I'm a little bit of a dinosaur when it comes to social media, so I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm not out there. I'm, I, I, I'm a little frightened of it sometimes, but uh, 
Uh, as far as upcoming work goes, um, you know, I've got a small part in uh, ABC's new comedy, Tuesday Night Comedy, American Housewife. And uh, we're kind of it's a it's a it's a recurring part, so we're hoping uh, as they get fired up and shooting more episodes that uh, I'm invited back. And then you know from then on, it's kind of just uh... this call is now being recorded. Welcome back to the world famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Program. We're talking with our friends from the. Uh... They're going to be at the Kansas City Comic Con this weekend. We've got a great guest with us today here on the line. I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself, and we'll talk a little bit about why she's here. Go ahead and uh, give us a brief introduction on yourself, my friend. Uh, my name is Carrie Hen, and 30 years ago I was in the movie Aliens as the character Newt. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about the Aliens uh, aspect. How did you end up in the film? Um, well, it was kind of one of those random things that just happens, I was, my dad was in the Air Force, and he was stationed at, in England, and I usually went home for lunch, and I happened to be eating lunch in my school cafeteria, and I didn't realize that, I guess they had gone all over the States looking for just what they were looking for as far as for my character, so they came to my school cafeteria, took my picture, and it just kind of all happened from there, they, I auditioned, and just kind of kept going back, and then they called up and said I had the part, so... Wow! Wow! Now, uh, <laughs> you, you, uh, you, uh, that, that is amazing. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. Now, um, yeah. <laughs> in 87, you won a Saturn Award for, uh, best performance by a younger actor, actress. Um, t- tell us a little bit about this because th- this is a heck of a deal. Yeah, it was, and I, at the time, I didn't really realize it because I didn't really have a concept of what was kind of going on because I was only 10 when Aliens came out. Yeah. Um, it was it was really amazing. It was, I went in, uh, they called me and said that I was up for nomination, which is exciting, and then we went to the award ceremony, and Aliens actually won quite a few awards for Saturn, the, quite a few of the Saturn awards. And it was it was a really amazing feeling to get recognized for something I did at such a young age. We've got a great guest with us today. Carrie Hinn joins us here in our broadcast. She is going to be part of the uh, Kansas City Comic Con coming up this weekend in Kansas City. And uh, t- tell me a little bit about these uh, for for folks who've never been to a Comic Con. What 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 is that like from from the celebrity guest perspective? From from your perspective. Um, you know, it's really amazing because it's so neat to see other people, you know, meet different, obviously meet other celebrities, but also meet the fans and to see how much of an impact a movie that was made so long ago still has on so many people. And it's nice to know that I had a small part in that. And it's it's a really, it's a cool feeling and it's such an amazing um, sight to see. You see you know, so many amazing costumes and just different things going on and the booths that are there. and it, it's, just, it's an amazing place to go and see. Now, uh, go, going from the from the Aliens movie, and then also uh, doing doing uh, some of your other work. What what did you do after the Aliens movie? Kind of kind of take me on a on, on a trip here as far as uh, your, your your acting and everything in general. Well, I haven't acted since then. Actually, I moved just before. Just after we finished filming Aliens, because Aliens was filmed in England, my dad was stationed yeah. back in America. 
So we moved between filming, finishing filming and the premiere of Aliens, we moved back to California. And I contemplated maybe going into acting, but to be honest with you, I wanted to be a normal kid and have friends and go to school. And so I decided to take time off. And then eventually I decided just to follow my dream, which was to be a teacher. So I went to school, went to college, um, got my degree, went on, got my teaching credential, and now I teach fourth grade. Fantastic. Now, uh, now, in, in the, in, in the teaching world, um, what, what's, kind, kind of take me through some of the skills that you learned as an actress to, uh, to, to apply that to your, uh, to your school work and everything. <laughs> um, you mean as a teacher? Yes, yes. Um, well, I guess I'm good at hiding my emotions because sometimes kids say the funniest things. Um, and it's hard not to laugh. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I think, you know, and sometimes there's things that, you know, as a teacher or even as a parent, you have to be a bit more upset at so that they understand that it's a line they shouldn't be crossing. And so sometimes yeah. I might not be quite as upset, but, you know, they might think I'm a little bit more upset. So, I mean, it's probably more that kind of thing than anything else. Um, you know, I've, I have always had a good work ethic. I did when I was younger and, it's kind of continued through, which helps, you know, keep, I guess, me up on track with what I need to be doing in the classroom. Terry Hinn with us today here in our broadcast. She's going to be part of the Kansas City Comic Con this weekend. And uh, uh, I appreciate you making time for us today. I, I, I definitely am looking forward to uh, to chatting with you. Hopefully we get a little chance to do uh, maybe a TV interview or something when we're out at the Comic Con this weekend. But uh, thanks for being with us today. No problem. My pleasure, and hope to see you there. Definitely. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful week. We'll see you this weekend. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Bunch. This call is now being recorded. We are back here on the World Famous Cheeky Jaguar radio program. We're doing interviews today. We're focused on our friends that are going to be appearing at the Comic-Con this weekend. Aaron Sanford's with us today. He joins us live, and uh, he has had a lot of success in Hollywood. He's been in some X-Men movies. He's been in uh, a ton, a ton of movies. And, uh, Aaron, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for the uh, for the glowing introduction. Much appreciated. Now, uh, first of all, tell me when you started uh, in this crazy uh, show business life. Uh, I, I started uh, when I got out of college, basically, in my uh, in my early 20s. Uh, went to school at Rutgers University, New Jersey, and majored in, in theater. And, uh, moved to New York City, because I'd always wanted it to be there. And that was where the, uh, independent film scene was happening, which I was very interested in. And I was very lucky and, uh, very quickly booked a, a lead role in a, a small independent film called Tadpole. It was opposite yeah. Fever. And it was a very, very, very big get for me. Um and uh and very, very exciting and, and basically that, that launched my career and I've uh I've been working since then in in uh film and television and dabbling in a little theater here and there. Now also I believe two thousand two you were named one of the uh top ten actors to watch by Daily Variety. What 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 was that experience for you? 
Uh, you just cut out the top ten what? The top ten actors to watch by Daily Variety. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a long time ago. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, it's it's always great to to get you know little little um, accolades like that a, a, along the way. It's it, it's very encouraging. Um, you know, I think I think I had a lot going on that particular year. I think that was that might have been the year that. I was uh I did a show called Traveler and a a horror film called The Hills Have Eyes that's sort of beloved amongst uh amongst a, a core cult following. Now uh you ended up uh doing a lot of films, you've done a lot of TV stuff and then you ended up with the X-Men movies. Tell me a little bit about getting put in that position uh to to be able to be part of this iconic franchise. Well, that was that was pretty amazing, and that happened right after the the indie I told you about, uh, Tadpole, yep. which was you know a tiny yep. little film. They shot it for 150 grand, um, absolute shoestring budget. We shot it guerrilla style, and uh, and then like the next film I got was X Men, which was the absolute you know couldn't couldn't have been more of a polar opposite. That was you know hundreds of millions of dollars and. Uh, Incredibly high profile, and it put me opposite actors like Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen and Halle Berry and Hugh Jackman. Um, so it, you know, it was it was jumping into the deep end of the pool, um, and I was incredibly excited and terrified all, all at the same time. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and you know, and to get a chance to play like Pyro was such a cool character. I I really couldn't have asked for for you know something that was more in line with with the type of of character I like to play you know he was he 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 had a lot of complexity to him he starts off at Xavier's school for gifted mutants in in their training program but there's something a little off about him he's sort of an outcast among outcasts and uh, he ends up being seduced and brought over to uh to the brotherhood by Magneto which was a really fun little arc to play um so it, you know it it was really um really an amazing opportunity uh and experience and um you know just a great time now going going from this and uh being being involved in this uh you end up in a Wes Craven uh remake at one point tell me a little bit about the hills have mm-hmm. i yeah, that's the Hills Have Eyes that I mentioned before. And uh yep. people go, I go to these cons and um you know, people just love that movie and, and they're always telling me, you know, this is this is one of the remakes that got it right. Um it was directed by this guy, Alex Aja, who's a French director, uh, who lives for horror. He just loves it. He loves gore, he loves uh you know suspense he loves he loves horror and um but he also has the sensibility of an art film director so you know he he makes these terrifying movies but he shoots them beautifully um he shoots them like art film if you've ever seen a film he did called high tension that was the first one that put him on the map and it's absolutely brutal and absolutely beautiful at the same time. And, and that's what a lot of people remember about Hills Have Eyes. Uh, we shot that in the, in the desert in Morocco. 
Um, so the landscape is just, you know, absolutely breathtaking. But at the same time, it's peopled by these, you know, cannibals that are looking to to eat this, this you know, hapless family who broke down in their trailer. Um, so that was interesting for me. That was my first, that was the first horror film I had ever done. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty unique for me. Well, you're going to be part of this uh, Kansas City Comic Con this weekend. Uh, the, these Comic Cons, I've been to a few of these. Folks just go ballistic for you guys. <laughs> the lines yeah. are insane. Um, from yeah. a from a uh, from a guest uh, perspective, uh, what is that like out there meeting some of the fans and doing all these things? From from your your end of things, what the heck is all that like? Uh, you know, it's been great for me. I haven't been doing it for very long. This will be my this will be my third convention that I've done um on my own. And uh I really really enjoyed it so far. And um you know, it's uh, you know, what the line is about, those lines are it's about people who you know, they just they saw something that you were in and it affected them on a very, very deep level, and it, it has stayed with them, and it, it's something that meant a lot to them. And a lot of them, they're just looking to come up and get that FaceTime with you and, and tell you about that and tell you how much your performance meant or the movie that you were in meant to them and, and uh, you know, just get some FaceTime and ask you a couple questions about what the experience was like. Um, you know, they just they, they just want to they wanna touch that, you know, and, and have a piece of it. Um and for me, it's great just to see see what it's like on the other side, to see what this, you know, the, this material that I'm putting out there, these performances that I'm putting out there, to, you know, to see how it's being received. And, and, uh, and especially by this group of people who clearly are the ones, they're the ones that loved it. So it's great to get that positive feedback and that uh, appreciation. You know, it's, it's really... Um, it's really nice. Well, I'll tell you, it's going to be an interesting weekend out there, Kansas City Comic Con. Looking forward to uh, to possibly spending a couple minutes with you for the TV show. I know we're going to be in and around that area, so uh, we'll stop by your booth and say hi this weekend. All right, sounds great, man. I'll see you there. Definitely. Have yourself a wonderful week. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Okay. This call is now being recorded. We have Fernando with us today here on our program. Fernando, how are you? I'm great. How about you? I'm pretty good, actually. Tell us a little bit about your background. Give, give us, give us, give us all your background here, my friends. So people know who we're talking with. Okay, I'm I'm a musical artist. Winner, musical artist. You know, I have been writing my my old songs since I was 16, and I had been playing with a lot of underground underground bands and now I'm my solo career developing my own music and try to figure out my whole brand new style you know I'm trying to do something like nobody never made before yes we have Fernando with us today here in our broadcast tell us about uh, your writing style of music yes when I was a teen I was digging a lot of on Nirvana, and that influenced me a lot. You know, I have been growing up with nine, so I love 
top nine is a lot. So that that has a lot of things in in my in my music. And the last thing that I, I released, the Sunset Strip, is very in the vibe. I made the try to to get the sounds in, into the nine. You know, something like very background. You know. Fernando with us today here on our program. Fernando, how do we uh, reach you online? You can get me on Twitter, you know. You can get me on Instagram. And now I'm I'm going to Snapchat because I was not using mobile some days ago. But now I'm, I'm full on, on social media. And you can get me on Google if you you put my name in, you see a lot of a lot of things on there, you know. I'm 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 everywhere. We've got Fernando with us today here on our program and um tell us a little bit about your latest music that people can pick up and download and all that. Yes, my latest music is Sunset Strip is available on only on Vivo right now because I'm about to release a new album is is in fact my first album will be an EP and it will be very different of the things that are being working right now because it will be a lot of hip hop and something pop that's totally different the rock music but it will be rock music and Sunset Strip will be released in this album so it will be a great thing. We have Fernando with us today and uh, we are going to play some of your music right now. I appreciate you uh making time for us today and being on our program. We're going to play some of your music right now, my friend. Thank you for being with us. Okay, thank you. Definitely. Thank you, Fernando. Have yourself a wonderful day. Here's some of Fernando's music on our radio show. Call is now being recorded. We're going to see if we can make this work. I, I've i always I've always told people we should just go back to the typewriter. Um, all this technology <laughs> and all this shenanigans. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, I can, hear, I can hear you now. <laughs> okay, I've got you too. Uh now now uh but but before before we uh before we had our minor little uh our technical difficulty there, you were talking about the fact that people thought you were crazy. Uh <laughs> back yeah. in the day. Go ahead and continue from there, man. Well yeah, my my, my buddies, like I said, they thought I was not they, they want to go and uh have their little we had this tradition where they go and have this graduation camp thing where a lot of people would uh Going camp, a whole group of us, you know, maybe a hundred of us would go camping the next day. It was a Canadian tradition. I don't know, but I would forfeit that every year. I wouldn't care about, I couldn't care about less about that stuff. I knew that, uh, you know, the youth would only last so long and I had to be on top of this stuff. So I, I, you know, I pursued it heavily since I was a kid. Um, parents thought I was, uh, they were against it completely. Uh, friends thought I was nuts, but, um, you know, I had to keep that. That I had to keep that uh, drive, you know. So I uh, disregarded all that, and stuck to my my guns, and uh, here I am. So, you know, I, I don't think I could have had a, a life uh, that's any different from what it is right now. I really kind of um, envisioned what I, I wanted and then went for it. You know, that's a lesson that goes for anything, any pursuit or any ambition. You know, you just got to stick with it. A lot of people give up way too easily these days. Yes, yes, they do. Peter Shinkoda with us today here on our program. 
He's going to be part of the Kansas City Comic Con this weekend out there at Bartell Hall in Kansas City. And um, you, you've done a lot of – you've done movies, you've done TV, you've done some stuff with Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, how is working with the folks like Netflix different or the same than working with the, the big-budget uh, movies that you've done in the past? Um, to tell you the truth, once I'm on set, everything's exactly the same as working on a television show. Um, which is similar to working on a movie, except the, the pace of the movies is, uh, is, is a lot, uh, slower. They take their time. They're very, uh, immaculate with their work. The biggest difference I would say is, uh, other than, you know, scheduling, is budget. And budget, you know, there's a trickle down effect to, to pay and to, to, um, you know, well, just pretty, pretty much, can you get all the bells and whistles or can you not? Uh, somehow, you know, there's there's the films that, that that really offer the most money. They have the biggest budget. TV is a little bit less, and then because of new media, is new media. It's more from experimental kind of a a uh, category. So I mean, yeah. a lot of the it's still considered new media. You know, um, a lot of these internet shows. So the people are trying to figure that out. But this, the differences are really in in, in the finance area. I'm not going to get into specific details, but that's the difference. Pacing yeah. is exactly the same. Uh, shooting is exactly the same. You don't know. You don't know the difference. All you know is you're shooting a story, and uh, the medium that's going to get the platform will be uh, the Internet as opposed to broadcast or cable television. So I don't really feel, feel it once you're at the set. All the administrative stuff, all the, 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 the representative stuff that they handle is, you know, it's on their side. I kind of ignore all that. And once the contract is done, I show up on set, and everything feels exactly the same. But like I said, features, you got a lot of time. you got months to prepare. You know, I could be getting scripts that I'm shooting that day on, on you know, on TV or on uh, on Netflix and be shooting two episodes that day, and dialogue is changing and whatnot. So it's just a faster pace. you got to, you know, be quick on your toes. That, that's my experience. That's the difference. That's cool. That's cool. We've got Peter Shinkota with us today. Yeah. He's going to be part of the Kansas City Comic Con this weekend uh, at Bartell Hall. And um, before before we let you go, my friend, how, how do we find you online if people want to follow you or, or be involved with you on social media? Uh, I, I belong to the you know those traditional social media outlets, Twitter. You can find me at uh, my handle at Peter Shincota at Insta- on Instagram. I'm at Peter you can find me at, at uh, you can find me on, uh, you, can, you can request me personally on my, uh, on my Facebook, Peter Shinkota, and uh, as well as, uh, my fan, my official fan page. Or you can just show up in person and harass me at the, uh, <laughs> Hall, which is what I prefer. I like the FaceTime, you know, I like to look into the, the eyes of my detractors, so. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, I know we're going to be out there doing some TV stuff this weekend. I, uh, I hope if we uh, swing by your booth, we get like five minutes for TV with you. I know you're going to be busy, but uh, we will we will definitely catch up with you this weekend. Thank you, man. I look forward to it. Absolutely. Please, please make that introduction. I'll be looking out for you guys. Definitely. I will be there, and uh, we will we will talk to you this weekend. Thanks, brother. I appreciate you making time for us. Perfect. Perfect. All right, man. I'll see you soon. Definitely, Bye. man. Have yourself a wonderful day. Appreciate it. This call is now being right, recorded. We've got a great guest with us today to round out our Comic-Con coverage. Peter Shinkota joins us. He is going to be part of the Kansas City Comic-Con this weekend at Bartell Hall. 
Um, Peter, you are a fantastic, fantastic actor. I've seen a bunch of the movies that you've been in, and uh, I understand you're also doing some stuff for Netflix. Uh, tell tell me a little bit about your background so uh, people that haven't heard of you that have been hiding under a rock can uh, can get a little bit of an explanation on everything. All right. Well, uh, first I want to apologize because there might be some uh, connection problem here. You're kind of in and out. I'm going to try to find a, a better place. But, uh, yeah, you want to hear about me? I'm just uh, just a, an actor based out of L.A. I'm, I'm Canadian. Uh, my, I'm nationally, uh, my, I'm, my nationality is Canadian. I hail from Montreal and, uh, uh, you know, just... Struggling to stay relevant. You might know me from Falling Skies and uh, the Spielberg show on TNT and uh, well, what's currently uh, on Netflix which is Daredevil. You can see me appear in that as well, seasons one and season two, uh, amongst other gigs that uh, I've done over my career. You've done a heck of a lot. Um, tell me, first of all, how you got interested in the acting business. How did that first go down for you? I'm sorry, I, I just lost half that question. It just keeps cutting you uh, out. The acting business. How did you get into the acting business? How did I get into the acting business? Um, uh, by sheer will and force, I guess. Uh, I, well, I wanted to be an actor since I was a kid, and uh, I was doing research since before puberty. And uh, but at the time I was 17, I was driving from Montreal, Canada, Los Angeles, start my my business, my industry recon. So I I drove from Montreal, Canada, which is like uh, what is it, 3,500 miles. I would drive from Montreal to Los Angeles and back whole summers in a row, four times um, before I moved here. Before I was 22, between 17 and 22. I drove to, to Los Angeles, back to Montreal, and uh, I was obsessed with it. I did all, all the legwork by myself without uh, my parents' support. Actually, against uh, you know, against my parents' wishes, I would do all this, and uh, you know, I kick-started from there. Uh, it was really quite an obsession of mine since I was a kid. So that's how it started. You know, everything I made. Everything I, uh, I, I made uh, at my high school jobs was, um, you know, was, was put into to my acting. It, it became such an obsession of my, my, my buddies in high school thought I was uh, out of my mind because, you know, summer holidays would start and they'd be like, we're partying tomorrow night. I'd be like, oh, halfway, I'm about to be halfway to, to, to Los Angeles at that point. Like, Are you out of your mind, man? I'm not out of my mind. I clearly see what I want to do. So, but always been in pursuit of my acting career. Peter Shintoto with us today here in our broadcast, coast to coast and border to border. I, I, I completely, I'm losing 50%. And I, I can't hear um, anything. Hello? I think we need a better connection. Yes, yes, I think we do need a better connection. Let me uh, try to call you I'm, back. I'm only getting like...
Welcome back to the show. We've got a great guest with us today. We don't have a lot of time with our guests. We want to get him on and get him out of here. Rav is with us. He represents the Kansas City Comic Con. And uh, how are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you? Thanks Pre- for having me. Pretty good, actually. I know that we uh, don't have a lot of time with you, so we want to get a lot of the quick points out of the way. Um, uh, d- tell us a little bit about the, the, the Kansas City Comic Con coming up this next week. Yeah, so we're really excited. This is the second year. Uh, we'll be down in Bartle Hall um, on the from the 12th to the 14th, and uh, we're really excited this year. Uh, this is, like I said, the second year, so we've been able to really augment kind of what we did last year. We we want to keep that the voice the same, and you know, really excited about having geeks of all types to be able to come out and sort of celebrate uh, the things that they're fans of, and you know, really get people close to that, you know, the stuff that they really care about, whether it's gaming or comic books or sci-fi and you know we've got cosplayers that'll be there and we've got a lot of stuff for the kids too that's the the other piece of this is you know families will be able to come out and uh, and bring their kids and if you know folks haven't ever been to a comic-con before this is a great opportunity for them to, to share it with their families and you know school's coming back so this will be a really great bookend to a summer for folks and be able to get them you know one last big event before they go back to school so we're real excited about it this year. Now, uh, the Kansas City Comic Con is coming up in a uh, in about a week. You guys have a lot of great guests coming up. Tell me about some of the people that are going to be there. Oh, yeah. We've got a great lineup. Um, you know, this year we're going to have the, the Duke boys back. So Tom Wopat and John Snyder will be joining us, um, which we're really excited about that. Michelle Nichols from Star Trek, the original Star Trek, Lieutenant Lahura, will, will be joining us. Obviously, with the new Star Trek movie, that's top of mind for folks. Um, we'll also have uh, Billy D. Williams, which you know is always one of those one of those guests that people just flock for. You know, with his you know with the Lando Calrissian connection, and you know so much that he's done over the years. Um, I think people get really excited to see him up close and personal. We'll also have you know some some other favorites like Fred Williamson, the Hammer, former Kansas City Chief. But he's been in great movies like, you know, Three the Hard Way and, you know, some of the great action films from the 70s. Um, You know, we've got uh, just a a wide spread of of really great guests. Um, Cassini Solo, who is from the the TV show uh, um, Orphan Black, will be joining us. And then we've got, for wrestling fans, we've got Fred Ottman, who who was not only Typhoon, but then he was also the Shockmaster, which is one of the great um, notorious characters from from the uh, wrestling era in the past. So we've got a lot of really great uh, creators as well. So, you know, creators from up and down the list of, you know, Marvel and DC, as well as a lot of independent creators. Um, So we're, you know, and a bunch of dealers. So, you know, anything that folks are looking for, whether it's comics or toys or um, costumes or anything that's related to things that they're really into, you know, we'll have events like the Macaroni uh, kids superhero training, which is, you know, gives kids a chance to really, you know, learn about being a superhero. We've also got a lot of events leading up to it. We'll be doing a concert Friday night at, at Midland Theater, and then we'll also be doing the extreme screen screening of Star Trek V, um, which is going to be awesome, um, where people will actually be able to get to see that. So um, we're really, that's, that's actually next week. So we're really excited 
with the stuff that we've got leading up to it and during, and then the actual event itself. And so it's a really good opportunity for people to come out. Um, if they want more information, they can go to KansasCity-ComicCon.com and learn more about what we're doing. And, you know, tickets are also available through Ticketmaster. Now, uh, with with this event, you guys are, are going to do a lot of uh, panel discussions as well. Tell us about some of the panels and seminars and things like that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the panels um, are going to be great. We've got a lot of lined up, uh, a lot of things lined up, a lot of you know, topics on the creator side in terms about, you know, in terms of writing comic books, um, being an artist. We've got uh, a really good seminar on how comic books are colored which is, you know, something we're really excited about. People will get to learn about that firsthand. Um, I'll actually be moderating a couple of panels, too, um, on different topics like fans and, and you know, you know uh, how fans are about things like casting and talking about, like, movies and, and you know, things like that. Um, and we've just, we've got a, you know, a lot of our guests will be doing panels, too. Michelle Nichols will do a panel. Billy Dee will do a panel. So there'll, there'll be so much stuff going on in terms of fans being able to get close to things and, and really kind of go deeper in some of the things that they that they love that it'll be fun for them to really get it's you know it'll be fun for them to get close to that stuff and get excited um, and share it with friends and, and get more people out to the event so we hope it's bigger and better and, we, and we're looking forward to seeing it. Tell us a little bit about some of the uh, some some of the ticket prices and 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 what a ticket gets and all that various information. Yeah, so the, like I said, the, the you know, all the information as far as like ticket prices, we have three day passes available for folks. Um, we also have one day passes. I think three day passes are like sixty dollars. You can check me on the website, but again, if you go to the website, there's a link to buy tickets, and it'll take you right into Ticketmaster. Um, if you want a single day pass. There's single-day passes available for folks if they don't want to go three days. The really cool thing is kids 10 and under are free. So, you know, if you're, if you're really thinking and you're on the fence, you know, and you want to bring your kids, you've got a couple of kids that are little, kids 10 and under are free. And so that gets you into the main hall. That gets you into, obviously, the, all of the, the activities that are going on in there. Um, you know, if you want to go to a panel, if you want to do some of the other activities that are there, what it doesn't get you is um, some of the guests that we have, particularly some of the media guests, um, may have additional fees for things like uh, signed, autographed um, materials and things like that. That's not included yes. in your ticket price, but certainly in the main hall and with, you know, folks that, you know, with some of the other activities that are there, that's included with the general admission. Well, it sounds like it's going to be an amazing weekend. I know that you've, you're you very busy today with, with this and some other things. So we're going to let you go, let you get off onto those, and uh, we'll talk to you next week at the Kansas City Comic Con. Thank you for having me, and I'm looking forward to seeing everyone. Thanks again. Definitely. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you, man. Appreciate you too. it. Thank you. We are going to take a time out and come back with more here on our world-famous Chicken Jaguar Radio Program. estate investing if you have no experience. The truth is, it's no different than investing in the stock market. I mean, how many of us know how to write Google search code? Nobody. But we can benefit from the service by investing in their stock. 
Real estate is the same thing. There are several ways to get involved. You can lend money to a rehabber or somebody who's buying rental property in order to get a guaranteed annual return. This should be you know, much higher than the bank CD rate you're getting, and typically is around 6%. You can buy rental property on your own and get the benefits of appreciation over time, but it's a lot like babysitting, so you have to be prepared for those headaches. Rental property is one of the best ways to build long-term wealth over a very long period of time, and it's one of my favorite asset classes for those 30-somethings that have a little extra cash. Finally, you can find somebody to partner with. This is the definition of passive income and offers the best return out of all three. Do your research, though. This is Jason Roberts with the Wealth Investors Minute. It is the world famous Chicken Jaguar Radio Program, coast to coast and border to border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and of course the brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available at the JiggyJaguar.us. Check out JiggyJaguar.us, also the app stores as well. Richard Kurtz, Strategies PR, joins us today here on the telephone. How are you, sir? I'm well. How about you? Pretty good, actually. There is a... uh, a heck of a lot to talk about today. Let's get into it. First off, um, your thoughts on this uh, situation with this this climber that happened yesterday, the guy who decided he was going to climb up Trump Tower, and supposedly he was going to get all the way to the top, and he was going to give his business card to the people that were in charge of the Trump campaign, and if they needed any help, they could give him a call. Well, uh, <laughs> I guess if they needed any help climbing something, <laughs> Yes. But, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in the attention-getting business. You know, yes. Public relations. Yes. Uh, and, and you can, they say that there's no such thing as bad PR, but there's targeted PR, and it, it depends on how you want to be recognized. You know, we've, we've, got, we've got fiction writers who are also recognized as historians, and and we have financial experts that are that are writing fiction and enjoying doing it, and and they want to be recognized for different talents. The problem is, once you get recognized as a guy who illegally climbs skyscrapers, it's really really hard to get recognized as anything else, <laughs> um, unless, as my thoughts go, you've got a foothold on the communications industry. Yes. Which is where I was going earlier today as to why people seem to have a foothold on the communications industry. And, you know, everything bad seems to slide off them. It, it doesn't matter if they're a pathological liar or people get killed because they're in office or, or if, if, if they um, abuse uh, women who accuse their perverted husbands or if they tear apart 12-year-old rape victims on the witness stand, you know, they never seem to get the bad end of PR. And I was trying to figure out why. And I think I figured it out. Okay, jump in there to tell us what, what you figured out, sir. Well, let's see. The ABC News executive producer, Ian Cameron, Yes. he's married to, he's married to Susan Rice, national security advisor. CBS President David Rhodes is the brother of Ben Rhodes, Obama's Deputy National Security Advisor. Yes. Um, ABC News Univision reporter Matthew Jaffe 
is married to Katie Hogan, Obama's deputy press secretary. ABC president Ben Sherwood is brother of Obama's special advisor, Elizabeth Sherwood. <laughs> and CNN's president, Virginia Mosley, is married to former Hillary Clinton's deputy secretary, Tom Nides. You know, when almost... You're painting a picture here, sir. Go, go ahead. It's, it's, it's called... Remember the game you used to play as a kid called Connect the Dots? Yes. And when you were a child, you'd push the pictures in there, and all of a sudden you'd go, oh, that's a puppy, or that's an airplane, or that's a car. When you get done connecting the dots, it's awful when you connect all the dots and you get the idea that we can no longer laugh at the Soviet Union for being in control of having the government in control of uh, public information. Yes. Because we have it here. With the exception of Rupert Murdoch, bless his heart, we have at least significant control over what goes out to the public coming out of the White House. And as a PR guy, that really bothers me. Yeah. That really scares the daylights <laughs> out of me. Uh, and, and, you know, what do you want to control to control a society? Hmm, let's see. Let's control the press. Then let's control health care. And then let's take all the guns away. And, you know, you're beginning to see a pattern here. Um, at least half the country is. Yeah. So it's a little scary. But, yeah, the guy who climbed up there, um, he certainly got his 15 minutes in the sunshine. Um, there was a guy who climbed the World Trade Center uh, a couple of years, well, quite a few years back. And yeah. There was another guy who, uh, who set up uh, cables and walked in between the two towers. And these are gutsy guys. I mean, you know, they, um, my hat goes off to them for, uh, for pure audacity. I'm not sure it goes off them for being smart. <laughs> you know, but hey, if you want to get attention. If you want to get attention, Richard, that that is that that is the best uh, the that best policy. It. Yes, that'll, well, that'll that'll do it. That'll do it. Who, who said to me? He said, I, "I I need to I need to be famous very fast." And I said, <laughs> I need to be Depot. famous very fast. Go ahead. And I said, go down to Home Depot and buy a brick and go next door to uh, to Office Depot and buy some whiteout because that sticks really well and write your name on the brick and then go to a bank and throw it for the window. And, uh, and I said, I guarantee you will be famous very quickly. <laughs> you won't be famous for very long. No. You'll be you'll be famous enough that uh, you get the job done there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you won't be famous for what you want to be famous no. for. You'll be famous for throwing a brick with your name on it through a bank window. That's right. <laughs> it's Richard Kurtz with us today. Strategies PR, talking about uh, PR and interesting PR and this uh, <laughs> this guy who decided to scale the uh, the Trump Tower the other day. Uh, what I thought was funny was the fact that they, they, they tried to make him out to be a Trump supporter. There was, oh, he's, he's a Trump supporter. He was, he was climbing up the thing. And they could make Adolf Eichmann into a Trump supporter. They could dig him up and do that. My, my question is, is that, you know, it's, 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 you know, a metro area. If, if he was 
not just somebody who was sent up there. Because I personally think he was just somebody who was sent up there. I think maybe he was just told, hey, you know, go 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 climb the wall, you know, whatever. They gave him some money or whatever. Um, if if this would have been anything other than, well, we got to make Donald look bad or we got to make the Republicans look bad. He's in a metro area. He's climbing a major building, and they let him get as far as he did. I I would have thought they would have tasered his ass. They're not going to shoot him down. They're going to they're going to either wait for him to fall and then clean the sidewalk. Or they're gonna, or they're gonna wait for him to get to the top, and when he gets to the top, the cops that are standing there drinking coffee and eating donuts are gonna pick him up and say, "Hey, surprise! Nice climb. Let's go downtown." <laughs> hey, surprise! Uh, nice climb. Let's go downtown. And, and you know that's 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 pretty much gonna be it. Because what are you gonna do? He's not hurting anybody. No. You have to clear the area below him in case he falls, so he doesn't crunch somebody else. Yeah. But but the fact of the matter is. Um, He's going to get X amount of attention, and he's going to get arrested. And and that's the end of the story. Um, you know, as far as people doing things to get attention goes, i I got to put him head and shoulders above these guys that walk around and decide they're going to kill cops or they're going to walk into a restaurant and kill, you know, 80 gay people, or they're going to do something else like that to get attention. Um uh, I would much rather him climbing a tower to get attention or, yeah. or you know, uh, doing a tightrope back between, you know, the Empire State Building and the Eiffel Tower, whatever he wants to try to do. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. Because if we're attentive, the only person he's really going to hurt if he gets hurt is going to be himself. Yeah. And, and you know what? That's okay. Um, <laughs> that's okay. People are going to do stupid things. It's, my problem is, is when people do stupid things and they hurt others. Well, and I'm see, not talking about terrorists. I'm talking about people who just plain do stupid things, drinking and driving. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.